Whose footprints are these? Oh, it's you, our lovely listener. Hello there, and welcome to the newest episode of Planet Paradox. I believe this is episode six. Per usual, I am joined by the salty lad himself, Gilgamesh. Hello there, comrade. Yar, laddie. I am also accompanied by the sensational Ryan Lion. What's really hood, do? What's up, baby? Now, before we get into it, I want to remind you guys that we have an email address, planetparadoxpodcast at gmail.com. So if you guys have any questions or feedback, please let us know there. Also, if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us, preferably five stars, baby. Anyway, on to the show. What's up, fuck fucks? Man, we've been chilling. We had a good ass day today, didn't we? Yeah, man, it was fun. We went out to the lake and um, busted out the kayaks that um, Neeson just got. Yeah, man, we were big chilling on the lake all day. It was fucking fun. Ryan got in the water. <laughs> it was crazy, yeah. I accidentally capsized over and had to swim back to the dock. So you almost died? It was intense. I had adrenaline rush and my like I lost air and stuff, but no, I, I don't think I almost died. You must have gotten a fucking long-ass kayak to fit your tall ass. Yeah, it's just like 13 feet, I think. Yeah, it's pretty fucking lengthy. Did you guys actually go down like a raging river or did you kind of just chill in the lake? We were just chilling on the lake. Okay, that's some pussy shit. (laughs) (laughs) We honestly stayed like close to the shore because these motherfuckers, it was their first time ever on a kayak. And I've been on a kayak several times, but even I went into the water before and had to be rescued by the Coast Guard. So I'm not trying to risk that shit. Yeah, fuck that. I don't need my co-host to die yet. We're still getting started on this, okay? So I'm glad you guys had a fun time out there on the lake. You know who's not having a fun time? Who? All our black brothers and sisters out there still fighting for their rights. I don't know if you guys know this, but there's been some major moves by some big-time companies. Companies like Lego. Did you hear what they did? No. Now, if you're familiar with Legos, you'd know that they are a fantastic, colorful block company that allows you to create anything your heart desires. From a rocket ship, to a pyramid, to the fabled Mongolian (laughs) (laughs) They donated $4 million to organizations that support black children and educate other children about racial equality. How great is that? That's actually pretty... I don't fucking see Mega Blocks doing shit though. Or fucking what is that? Connects. <laughs> Bitch ass Lincoln logs. Anyway, they even took it farther than that. They sent out requests to all retailers to pull sets that include police themes. Really? Yes, dude. That seems a little excessive. It's just an occupation, right? You know what? The Lego ideology is this. Build shit. Fuck the police, am I right? Lego is here. Hey, 
kids. Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it back because I'm brown. Lego, a whole new world to build. It's 187 in Legoland. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I would say I would buy more Legos considering that they got rid of all the police. Um, now that they're a bunch of libtards. Like, yeah. They, they understand the message. Fuck the police. It don't matter the circumstances. Not only did Lego do something, so did SpaghettiO. Thank God. Let me send you guys something in the Discord. Let me show you what they did. And I want one of you to describe it to our lovely listeners. For some SpaghettiO imagery. All right, uh, Ryan, can you describe to our listeners what you are looking at? Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> yeah, I, I did see this on Twitter. So it's is the, this real? Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's the mascot for the videos, which is basically like a happy O with like animated Sonic type characteristics. He does have Sonic shoes, huh? Yeah. He's holding a Black Lives Matter flag and smiling, like just licking his lips. <laughs> well, my question to you is, how do you know it's a guy? Yeah, you did assume his gender. Like, I see no visible genitalia on this fucking creature. <laughs> Unless that giant hole in the middle is a huge gaping vagina. I would say that the uh, the shoes are... What's a gender normative name for it? They're, they're traditionally masculine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's a fucking circular noodle holding a flag that says Black Lives Matter. How powerful is that? He's wearing some red converse. That shit's going to be in the history books. Whether you like it or not. I like that they kept his um, tongue licking his lips like he couldn't stop with his own deliciousness for just one second to talk about this important message. <laughs> it looks like his mouth is gaping wide open, but he's also licking his top lip at the same time. Yeah, like, is your mouth open in a scream? And if so, then why is your tongue coming from the roof of your mouth? I wonder if his tongue goes all the way around the fucking circular thing on the inside of him you know does what that, I mean? does that mean the back view of the spaghettio man is his asshole <laughs> <laughs> this is a fucking disgusting image but it's very powerful oh my god he's a huge gaper i feel sorry for all the white supremacists who love spaghettios and have to stop eating them now i guarantee you they lost 40 percent of their spaghettio cells there's been a lot of things going on in this world, a lot of it for the positive. All of these protests are working. I got to tell you, if there's one thing that struck a chord in me and millions of other people is that goddamn Dave Chappelle special, 846. What did you guys think of that? Man, I was shook, honestly, man. I, I put it on expecting to have a fun time, and I didn't. But at the end of it, I didn't feel like I missed out. It was like sitting and listening to Dave Chappelle speak is a privilege at any point. This motherfucker's a philosopher, he's an artist, and he's still funny. He still manages to be funny, and he's talking about some fucking heavy shit. I feel like he could have used a couple more pussy jokes. I would have liked a little more stanky pussy jokes. Stanky pussy jokes definitely bring us all together as a species, so that would have been nice. Very powerful shit, and he tells it like it is. This man is a better talker than most politicians, most actors, pretty much everybody. He talks about why the fuck would anyone want to know what Dave Chappelle thinks. And then he brings up that he understands why it's because it's like we respect him, we trust him, and he doesn't have any fucking reason to lie to us. And what he comes out and says, it's pretty fucking heavy shit. If you really listen to Dave Chappelle's set, he says in one part, he says, there's one time in history when the NRA voted to outlaw semi-automatic machine guns. That time was when the Black Panthers went and purchased a bunch of 
semi-automatic machine guns and stormed the Capitol. <laughs> so the NRA voted to outlaw that shit. So Dave Chappelle's basically making like an open call for everyone of color to go and buy your fucking guns. Lock and load, motherfuckers. He's a goddamn historian. He knows his shit. Um, yeah, he, he explained everything so brilliantly and like the way he describes how long it must have felt and how terrifying it must have been compared to like a 37 second earthquake that he experienced. And um, he's like, yeah, compared to that, imagine an eight minute and 46 second of knowing you're going to die. He said you knew you were going to die because he, he was begging for his mom. And he, the only time he had ever seen that is whenever his father died. And that kind of stuff's just real heavy for sure. The part of his set that really touched me was when he was talking about that goddamn psychopath who went around killing police officers and members of their family. Oh, man. And when they actually found out where this sick fuck lived, 400 police showed up to his door. And he said, you know, they all showed up because they killed one of his. So we're doing the same goddamn thing right now with everybody in the streets. It makes complete sense. Definitely. That whole backstory of that guy, he's basically a military veteran, joined the police force. He did everything right in his whole life. And then he gets fired from the police force for reporting police brutality. So he wages war against the police department. He fucking kills cops left and right. He kills a cop's daughter. And then they fucking take him out. It's an incredible story, honestly. And it, yeah, his point is basically like, it's like, how do you not understand? It's like, yes, they killed a cop. He killed a cop. He killed a cop's family. We're going to kill this motherfucker. We're going to take him out. It's like, so how do you not understand the whole fucking community wants this fucking cop's head on a spike, you know? There's actually an episode of uh, Sword and Scale on that case, and they actually have some really good audio footage on it. It's very haunting. Damn. Which one is that? The George Floyd? No, the, uh, the one cop who went ape shit and went around killing other cops and stuff. Oh, yeah. No, he brought up multiple instances where, like, military guys went and killed a bunch of cops and their family members. And he basically said that those were military members who basically were trying to fight against acts of terror in our communities. He basically justified these these guys' killings, honestly, which is pretty hardcore shit. And he was serious about it. It wasn't a joke. He was also saying, like, yeah, this is what's going to happen. And I think we all need to get guns. He's like, you should all have guns. Did you hear what Norm McDonald said about Dave Chappelle's special or after his special? No. That he was proud to call him a friend or what? Yeah, he actually did say that. He said, I used to think Dave Chappelle was the next prior. Now I think he's the next MLK. Very proud to count you as a friend, Dave. What do you guys think of that statement? That is not an exaggeration whatsoever. He could be the voice of our generation. He's 100% the best comedian that ever fucking lived. There's no one better. Say it louder for the people in the back. Kevin fucking Hart himself, who is maybe the only other comedian that could possibly compete at this point. Kevin fucking Hart admits Dave Chappelle is the greatest of all time without even blinking. No question in my eyes. He's been the goat for years. Nobody has came close to that funny, dude. He's universally fucking hilarious. The Chappelle show is golden. You can go back and rewatch it anytime and you're going to laugh your ass off. One thing about Dave Chappelle that we don't realize is that he has sold out shows every time and he doesn't have any social media. It's all word of mouth. That motherfucker will throw on a set in the middle of the park and it'll be full of people by the time he starts. It's great. Yeah, I'm still pissed we didn't get to see him just because of coronavirus. That's such a bullshit time. We had tickets to see Chappelle, man. That would have been goddamn epic. I remember you uh, were bringing it up to me, Ronnie. Yeah, I know. I was trying to get you to go with us, boy. That would have been sick. But I do have some breaking news that I need to talk to you gentlemen about. Mm. It strikes us deep. It's something that we grew up with. What's happening? 
SpongeBob. Did you guys hear the news? What? I've heard the news. Lay it on us, Ronnie. So, SpongeBob has been announced as homosexual in honor of Gay Pride Month. Are you fucking kidding me? Fact. They made it formal? Formal. Nickelodeon has come out and announced. What the fuck? I always knew it anyway. I shouldn't be that shocked. <laughs> He's gay as fuck. That's what <laughs> gay as fuck. Um, as you guys may already know, June is considered Pride Month. The only month where you can suck a dick and it won't be gay. You're just in the holiday spirit. Yesterday, Nickelodeon tweeted about celebrating Pride with the LGBTQ plus community. And in their post, they included a picture of our square friend insinuating that he's gay as fuck. Who else is on the lineup? Some chick from Avatar and some... Cora. Well, she weirdo. was... She, she literally made out with a chick in the video, in the show. So, yeah, that's really? not a surprise. Yes, she did. This doesn't really come as a surprise to us. I mean, throughout his television career, he's cross-dressed, wore lipstick, coral blue number three, held hands with Patrick, raised a baby with Patrick. Um, he grabbed Squidward's plump ass. He marries Sandy at one point, though. Dude, he's asexual by romantic, so don't assume his sex. I don't know, dude. He slurped on Mr. Krabs' rock-hard crustacean. <laughs> I guess I missed that episode. <laughs> what? I don't I didn't see that. He was probably just trying to get a raise at the Krusty Krab. You know, you got to do what you got to do. You have to look into the Rule 34 world. Drop it low, Mr. Squidward. Oh, please. Now, before we continue, there is a controversy involved with all of this. In 2005, Stephen Hillenburg, the late creator of SpongeBob, stated that SpongeBob is neither gay nor straight. He's asexual, like Ryan said, which would technically still land him on the LGBT spectrum or whatever. Yeah, you're just non-binary, right? <laughs> well, aren't sponges actually asexual? Because they like they're actually budding? asexual. You're right. They do budding. Well, I've never seen two sponges fuck. I think actually they're both. I think that they release spores, but they also are asexual. Also, it's like both. Oh, that's tight, dude. You could fuck or fuck yourself. Oh, that's so hot. So just like normal. <laughs> yeah. Just like you, Ronnie. Just like your life. I, I fuck myself on a regular basis. How many Karens do you think? aren't going to allow their children to watch this incredible show now? Um, definitely at least 50. Two or three? Three Karens, Ryan? 53. That's a good count. You know what? I imagine that he's taking a dick in every hole on his goddamn body. That is useful, though. Honestly, you could really get with it. Or he could just be used to clean up afterward, and he'd probably love that shit. (laughs) 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 Just soak it right up. Super absorbent, yeah. Cum puddles. Do you think he's done gay shit with Patrick underneath that big old rock? Have you seen that fucking juicy donk? How could he not? Yeah, if SpongeBob didn't do anything, that's some self-control, dude. <laughs> Honestly. Did you know even Gandhi had to, like, lay next to his uh, underage female cousins naked in bed just to test his willpower? So it could be kind of what SpongeBob was doing, like, testing his willpower against that ass. Kind of like test your might on Mortal Kombat, but instead of breaking bricks, you're trying not to fuck your cousin. Rapidly tap X not to sodomize your young cousin. You weren't tapping fast enough. Get over here! Fatality. <laughs> it kind of disgusts me, though, because it kind of shows how much of a homophobe Squidward is, you know? You're right. He's never seemed like he was. He always did seem very, uh, let's just face it. He's a little MAGA. 
I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. I don't know, dude. I feel like Squidward has always been one of those aggressive, angry gay guys that, like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's more like the sassy gay. He's very sassy, but he's, like, really into art. And, like, the way he does his um, interpretive dance, that's, like, gay as fuck. Yeah, you're right. He does do some pretty gay shit. <laughs> there must have been, like, an oil spill of, like, gay sauce over Bikini Bottom. <laughs> so let's talk about another cartoon that's beloved by all of us and seems a little gay to me. Flapjack. So the marvelous <laughs> misadventures of Flapjack. Let's be honest, Flapjack is a little. Maybe it's just because he's a little boy and he's just goofy, but he seems pretty. I think he has a little sugar in the gas tank. What do you guys think? It's like the concept was to take this little sweet gay fucking child and place it with this old crusty battleborn pirate scumbag and let him live in a well. It was great. And now a well, you mean like the animal? Yeah, like the animal. Like, <laughs> how much fucking PCP do you got to do to come up with this kind of show? Everything was all meaty inside her mouth all the time. It's an excellent setting for characters to play out their life. Yeah, that's a show that I wish kept going. It's so sad that they stopped making that shit. Oh my goodness. I am so sorry. Please forgive me. That was such a super underrated show. Underrated, dude. Everyone God was damn. just so disgusting looking. They pioneered ugly ass fucking close-up faces, didn't they? Well, from what I understand, because I looked into that. Ren and Stimpy, I guess. Ren and Stimpy, yeah. Ren and Stimpy, then SpongeBob, then Flapjack. You're right. Yeah, SpongeBob yeah. didn't do it as extreme. Flapjack took it to the disgusting realm. They took it to the next level. SpongeBob did it pretty gross every once in a while. You're right. When Mr. Krabs showed like 42 chins and he was like all crusty in that one scene, there's like an image you can look up. It's fucking awful. I think of the scene from when um they're in the caveman days or whatever and Patrick shows his nasty teeth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, He's yeah. All, you should see all the green slime. In there. Oh, breaking news. I do got a, a photo that just came in. I want you guys to go ahead and describe what you're looking at now in the Discord. <laughs> so it looks like Squidward ten Tentus balls. Just, just enjoying a snack. <laughs> just enjoying a big old snack. That ain't no Krabby Patty. What's a double beef surprise you like crabby patties don't you i'll go more into detail so it's squidward tentacles getting deep on patrick's butthole with his tongue he's really getting deep in there eyes closed and probably a full two inches deep on the tongue i missed that episode this had to be during uh, season five <laughs> when we all stopped watching yeah <laughs> when we all grew up this is not canon season five i started doing drugs and so what do you guys think is the best cartoon of all time? Well, SpongeBob has to go in there somewhere in the top five, man. It's mine, dude. It's mine. SpongeBob is my favorite cartoon of all fucking time. Are we counting uh, hentai? Hentai, no. That's its own category, buddy. Anime, hentai, that deserves its own category. This is not cartoons, I think. Okay, okay, okay. Uh... Code Lyoko. <laughs> I'm just oh, Really? <laughs> As told by Ginger. Ah, uh, horrible. My favorite episodes are specifically seasons two and three. Those are god tier. I'm trying to think. There were certain cartoons that got you just fucking excited when they were coming on. You know, when I was a kid, Pokemon, honestly. I watched Pokemon like a fucking religion for a while. That one's filed under hentai. Oh, you're right. That's technically fucking hentai. Um, I'll list off a couple of my favorites. So, Invader Zim. Like, Invader Zim, yeah, yeah. 
Ed, Ed, and Eddie was fire. Oh, yes. Cat Dog was really good. Angry Beavers. Yep. Like a bunch of those Nicktoons that were like older school. But Rocco's Modern Life. You're mostly a Nick boy, aren't you? A lot of that shit was really fire, man. Oh, God. Um, I just got a banger. What? Courage the Cowardly Dog. Oh, God banger, damn. dude. Fucking banger, dude. Tell me those goddamn storylines weren't excellent. I still remember. Return the slab. Return the slab. Oh, suffer my curse. <laughs> I feel like that spooked out every child in the world. <laughs> oh, who didn't love Eustace? I couldn't, I couldn't sleep after watching that show as a child, dude. You couldn't sleep? Yeah, I would, I would get nightmares from Courage. God, dude, you keep proving to me how much of a pussy you are on this podcast. <laughs> but Brennan. <laughs> um, two things from the cartoons you listed. Uh, Invader Zim. I don't know if you guys know this, but I swear to God, in one of the episodes, you could see a bong. Tight. Yeah, I took a picture of it, but I lost the photo. And um, the second thing that you reminded me of, Ronnie, uh, when you were talking about Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Did you guys hear how the creator died? Yeah, it's fucked off. Did you hear, Ronnie? Brian. What'd you say? Did you hear how the uh, creator of Ed, Ed, and Eddie died? By killing himself? No, dude. He was shot and killed by the Vancouver police. Is that Vancouver, Washington? Or like Vancouver, Canada? Oh, I forgot there's two. It's Canada. Oh. Um, yeah, they lit his ass up nine times, bro. Monster kill. Kill, kill. He was losing his mind. The cops shot him because he was wielding a bicycle chain. Well, sounds about like he deserves it. He was fucking full-on buttered toast, huh? <laughs> no amount of jawbreakers <laughs> could save his life. Buttered toast. <laughs> oh, God. I remember you, Savannah, and Ryan were really good at saying that as children. Like, you sounded just like the cartoon. <laughs> now your voice is too manly. Man, Ed and Eddie is definitely a fucking banger, man. I smell like fresh-cut spring flowers spewing across a babbling brook with a hint of lemon. <laughs> There was just so many good cartoons that we've all forgotten about. Like, I'm sure you guys forgot about Two Stupid Dogs. Oh, fuck I did, yeah. Secret Squirrel. I still don't know about Two Stupid Dogs. Or fucking Cow and Chicken. These old Cartoon Network bangers, man. Dude, Boneless Chicken lived a miserable life. Yeah, Boneless Chicken was his uncle, and he had no bones. <laughs> it was like all of us as children experiencing paralyzation, kind of. Boneless chicken? <laughs> it's, yeah, boneless chicken was cow and chicken chicken's uncle. Our first experience with paralyzation was Charo next door. <laughs> you guys live next to a child who was paralyzed? His name was Charo. Charo. Wait, is that the one that you beat the shit out of that you talked about in episode one? No, he's not a child. He's an elderly man. <laughs> I was about to say, no wonder you won that fight. Well, he was. Charo was an old perverted man who would tell dirty jokes, and we loved that shit. Did he ever, like, implement his paralyzation into his jokes? No, he mostly just smoked cigarettes and said, What does the uh, dog wag his tail? And then you say, Why? And he would say, Because the tail can't wag the dog. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, that's not a good joke. No, I think he did make fun of his paralyzation because he'd be like, Oh, y'all are going to Rio He's like, go catch a bear because I can't. And he'd, like, self-deprecate himself. Oh. He'd be all sad. Poor guy. I wonder where he's at today. If you was paralyzed from the waist down, would you end it? How would you end it? Oh, from the waist down? I was thinking like your full body paralyzation. No, from the waist down, so you can't feel your boner either. 
What if only your boner was paralyzed? <laughs> oh. Your boner still works, but it's numb. You can't feel that shit. Isn't that erectile dysfunction, Ronnie? I mean, I guess you could see it like that, but if it's still working, I don't know. Dude, I got a pretty embarrassing story to tell now that you brought that up. Um, a couple of years ago, dude, there was this one week, just one random week in my life where I couldn't get my dick hard. <laughs> Did you do too much white girl? I don't know what it was, dude. Like, I was freaking the fuck out, dude. I was like, oh, my God. Why can't my dick get hard? <laughs> I tried everything. Who's a pussy now? <laughs> Did you try Rosie O'Donnell? <laughs> I tried Rosie O'Donnell. I, I tried Dolphin Slaughter. <laughs> the classics. <laughs> I even warmed up a jar of mayo in the microwave and stuck my dick in it. It didn't even work. <laughs> I was tripping, dude. You just reminded me of a time when I was a kid. And uh, I put my dick in tight. I was trying to put my dick into different bottles of different kinds. I don't know if anyone else has done this when there was a young man. I think all um, boys do, because I did that too. What's the first strange substance you put your pee-pee in? Shampoo bottles. I tried to, but I, of course, once your pee-pee gets hard, it won't fit in there. But when it's soft, I mean, you might be able to fit some in there, but when it gets hard, it hurts. So you got to get out of there. Oh, man. I think I've... I fucked the shit out of a Gatorade bottle once. That was what I, for me, so I, I got into the Gatorade bottle, but then I got full masked. Did, did you actually have something inside of the Gatorade bottle, or was it just like an empty bottle? You were empty fucking... Gatorade bottle, and I was using the vacuum to like suction my wee-wee. And <laughs> But once once your pee-pee gets full masked and it's in the Gatorade bottle, I actually got into some trouble, and it like was basically just to where I could not fucking get out, and got all real purple and shit, fucking painful. Damn, son. Took a while for it to go down. Yeah, the first strange thing I probably used was like a cup of gelatin. <laughs> you fucked a jello? <laughs> yeah, I was like at one of those jello cups. <laughs> and I just like touched it to my PP a couple times and like um it ended up being very sticky. It was like a very messy, sticky situation. Did you eat it? Um I ate it afterward, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mom, I want a snack. Well, I've got your favorite. You know I can't resist jello. Because nobody can resist Jello. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Censor him saying he's just kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Censor me. <laughs> yeah, I ate it afterward. <laughs> yeah, I ate it. <laughs> what about you, Paradox? Did you ever put your cock in something strange? Aside from, I know you mentioned you did the Gatorade bottle. Similar experience. I think I might have like fucked like a sofa once, like in between the cushions. That's a good one. Was it a smooth sofa? I was about to say, I think my friend did that too, and it was pretty strange. Like, it's a weird thing to fuck a couch, like, literally. It's rude, actually, because other people are going to sit there. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're coming where someone's going to be sitting later. That has me questioning, is that normal? I mean, we've all done it. I've kind of, like, rubbed up against a pillow, I guess, but I never full-on fucked a pillow or couch. Side note, Ijita said that he used to smash his <laughs> wiener in the refrigerator door. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. You like to roll it around like a cigar. He said he'd be like, yeah, imagine it down. <laughs> oh, I love the way the blood dripping down my dick feels. <laughs> you smash it hard enough, the blood vessel pops and it just goes right down. That's brutal. If any of our <laughs> listeners are boys and you have crazy stories on what you put your dick into, like I said earlier, please email us at planetparadoxpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your story. You can remain anonymous if you'd like. I don't want girls to get the wrong idea. We know you're out there doing some weird shit with your junk, too. So you go ahead and send in that story, too. I know there's hairbrushes. There's fucking dad's pool cue. 
I know y'all are out there doing some weird shit, so go ahead and send that in as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah everybody can participate. We need to make an email for our podcast, dude. Planetparadox at gmail.com. Oh, he's already got that, but no one submits to it because they're a bunch of fucking pussies. Yeah, you fucking piece of shit pussies. Yeah, we need someone to reach out because we're trying to get involved with the community. Uh, we want to respond to your stupid fucking questions. Tell us how fucked off we are and how annoying we are and how much you hate us. Call me out for my shit. I'll call you back out, you fucking bitch. Let us know which one of us we should vote off the island. <laughs> oh, shit. They're going to vote me out right away. <laughs> what if they voted my ass off? I'm just going to log off right it's now. It's your you... show. <laughs> Ryan... Well, Ryan's kind of quiet, so damn. Well, I mean, I know it's my show, but they kicked off Roseanne from her show. You're right. What they... they tried to keep it going for like two episodes without the namesake fucking person. It's like ridiculous. Wouldn't having a show called Planet Paradox without Paradox be a paradox itself? <laughs> it would actually Making it more paradoxy? Yeah, that'd be great. You're out. You're out. <laughs> All right, see y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I do, uh, I wanted to bring up something that I've been trying to talk about lately ever since COVID started, but I haven't had the opportunity to bring it up. So I'm going to bring it up now really quick. I want to talk about an illegal life pro tip for our listeners. Are you guys ready? Yeah, let's hear him. No. Kleptomaniacs rejoice as shoplifting from Walmart has never been easier. Do you know why? Was it? Well, I guess I kind of I kind of told you why already. Due to COVID-19 concerns, employees haven't been checking receipts at all, at least for the time being. Damn it. She's saying it's a good time to go grab a few um, fucking doodads off the jump. That pisses me off because, like, I've been literally caught by the guards and, like, charged by the police for stealing razor blades from Walmart. <laughs> well, was there a worldwide pandemic going on at the time? No, there was no apocalypse happening. There you fucking go. So now you can go steal a calculator, fine-tooth comb, whatever. Now is your time. This podcast supports using a civil rights uprising to uh, personally gain small trinkets and things for free. If possible. Only large corporations, motherfuckers. Yeah, only large corporations. He's absolutely right. So that got me thinking. Do you guys remember the first thing you've ever stolen from Walmart? Believe it or not, I would never steal from Walmart. I never have, and I respect them, and uh, I want them to do well. Oh, fuck off! Ronnie? I've definitely stolen like um, CDs, like music CDs and like charger cords and like snacks and shit. Like I'll steal like a fucking energy drink or whenever I was younger, we used to like walk into like the stores and just like snag a couple snacks and walk out. Really? Yeah. What's the most valuable shit you ever stole from anyone? Oh, from anyone? <laughs> Damn. I don't really steal from people, which is a great thing, right? I mean, I can't think of anything I've stolen from anybody. Did you have to at least take in a Dr. Pepper out of Seth's fridge? Yeah, that motherfucker would give me goat milk before a goddamn Dr. Pepper. Do you remember whenever Seth would like have us over and he would be drinking gamer fuel and we'd be like, dude, can I have one of those? He's like, no. He's like, you can have a Pepsi like the rest of the swine. <laughs> and it's all warm and covered in fucking duck feathers and shit. <laughs> like a Pepsi from out in the barn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, find way to catch AIDS. Duck AIDS. <laughs> anyway, um, the first thing, and I remember this clearly because I mean, stealing from Walmart's a big deal. You know what I mean? The first thing I ever stole from Walmart was a harmonica. I don't know why, but I was drawn to it. 
I was just like, I have to have that goddamn harmonica. And I was a child. I didn't have any money. Do you have it still? Oh, fuck no, dude. But it paid off greatly years later. Were you able to serenade a uh, bestial creature? <laughs> a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty similar. Okay. so This is completely true, all right? Let me tell you about the time I was rewarded an Omega Rail of Coke for playing the harmonica well. Okay. <laughs> this one time, I was hanging out with a buddy of mine. We'll call him Bob. What's going on with you? If you're wondering who Bob is, I'll give you a few hints. He loves alternative music, taking off his shirt in clubs, and has gyrocopter technology built into his hips. <laughs> I know this motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> is it who I think it is? He's a gyrating ass motherfucker. He gyrates his hips left right. He, of course, who else gyrates? Do you know who he is, Ronnie? Yeah, it has to be that fucker. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one man we know who gyrates like that. <laughs> could do all that, right? Anyway, Bob loves Coke. So one day, he invited his dealer over while we were chilling and playing Tekken. When the dealer arrived, I was dumbfounded to find out it was an old classmate of mine from high school. And boy, he looked rough. Oh, shit. It was shocking. I wanted to catch up with the dealer. So I accompanied them to the side room so they could discuss business. When we got to the room, the dealer pulled out a big old sack of blow alongside a Rambo-like survival knife, all black. I was uh, shook to say the least. While they were going over prices, I noticed a box in the far corner of the room. I slowly strolled over there and opened the box. Lo and behold, inside that box lied a golden harmonica that looked like it hasn't been touched in years. Instantly, sweat started pouring down my face, right? This is my chance. This is my chance. I haven't seen a harmonica since I stole one years before. You're like, if a standard harmonica can get me a fat rail of K or cocaine, then what can a golden one do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, maybe it wasn't golden, but I, I kind of just threw that out there. You know what I mean? Anyway, I pulled it out and proceeded to play the solo of a lifetime. Like, if you, if you would have heard me that night, mother of God, I was making out with that thing. Which is weird, because I don't know who used it last, you know what I mean? Yeah. Are you actually good at the harmonica? Well, you just kind of got a beatbox into it, dude. And just lick the fuck out of it, you know what I mean? That's actually how I handle most relationships. <laughs> <laughs> so I popped off, right? I caught both Bob and the dealer off guard, especially the dealer. He was all, what is that beautiful sound? <laughs> he then turned around and saw me with a little rectangle in my mouth. Tears came to his eyes. He then asked me, want some Coke? <laughs> and I said yeah <laughs> so I walked up to the plate right and when I got there he already had a rail built with his Rambo knife right the largest rail I've ever laid eyes on jokingly I said do I hit this one right here and giggled a little bit you know <laughs> while wiping tears from his eyes he said 
yes, go for it. Oh! <laughs> and I was caught off guard. I was like, what? I was joking. I was joking. And so I didn't want to look like a bitch, of course, you know, back in that old situation. So I rolled up a bill and smashed that motherfucker through both nose holes. Oh, my God. It wouldn't fit in one. I had to use both. Instantly clogged. Jesus. Needless to say, I was zooming for hours on end after that. My heart was racing like a goddamn hummingbird. It was some quality quality shit a moment i'll never forget even if it wasn't quality i had a goddamn enough to fucking put down charles barkley you know what i mean <laughs> now be honest did you take a gigantic cocaine dookie <sighs> you know what dude i don't remember that part isn't it so strange that every time you hit cocaine you just want to take a brutal ass shit everyone <laughs> has to shit so it's like you gotta really space it out it's like you gotta hope you get to the restroom first <laughs> Yeah, it's weird when you're hitting it with a bunch of people and you're like, damn, dude, like, I'm going to have to share the only bathroom in this house with all these sick fucks right now. So you try to be the first one to poop. It's especially bullshit because the, the girls get to poop first, usually, and their poop stinks, too. It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, like the cutest, most petite girls have the stinkiest doo-doos, <laughs> which don't make no goddamn sense. We know about all of y'all. Your secret is safe with us. <laughs> I think it's time that we get into... Something a little more spooky. What do you guys think? Sweetly. I think you are on to something. But first, a message from our sponsors. Oh, that's good. Really good. Wow. I thought fries would never taste better with anything other than ketchup. Hello, Planet Paradox. This is Josh. I would like to wish everybody a wonderful and great day. And may the Lord bless you guys with strength, healing, and protection from all evil. Amen. I tried what you told, what you had said in the other podcast about how to lose a boner. And, uh, you know, where you, like, squeeze your thighs. You just, yeah, you squeeze your thighs and put all your pressure into it. Made my boner harder. <laughs> made it last longer it's a real problem i can't get this shit anyway uh welcome back ladies and gentlemen um before we get onto the spooky things i do got one image i would like to share with the boys uh this time Riney, i would like you to describe this storyboard to our lovely listeners i am pretty familiar with this one actually so basically the scene is in the crusty crab great burgers Basically, um, SpongeBob is performing uh, fellatio upon Mr. Krabs, who is acting like a psychopath. <laughs> he's, he's enthusiastically enjoying it. He is very thoroughly enjoying it. Like his eyeballs are jiggling around. And um, that one fish that always says, My leg! <laughs> is sitting in the corner, angrily staring at them. <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I got a question for you. Do you believe in aliens? I'm asking you this because we do live in a universe with billions upon billions of stars and galaxies. Billions and billions. Have any of you gentlemen had an experience with aliens? I think Ryan has. Not the Mexican kind. Well, then I have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you should ask. 
personally, I don't know about you guys, but I believe in aliens. I always, I kind of always have. They have to exist. They have to. Right. So there's just too many stars and too many planets. And you're going to tell me that Earth is the only planet that happened to work out where life grew on it. Like, fuck off. Fuck the fuck off with that. So my stance is aliens have to exist. Now, do I personally believe that they actually come to visit Earth? I don't. I don't really think there's any proof of that shit. You know, the UFO stuff, I think it's all probably just fucking advanced aircraft from different militaries. I don't know, man. I've heard a conspiracy that all of the people who are fucking government officials are aliens. I was in the Navy, so how do you know I'm not a fucking alien? I have seen the zipper on your back. I don't trust you, you fucking Trump supporter. <laughs> we will make America great again. Make America gay again. I feel like this universe is too big, so they couldn't even get here if they wanted to. I mean, the galactic speed limit, light speed, and that's still slow as fuck. You know what I mean? You're right. If you moved as fast as a beam of light, somehow, you still would take like thousands of years to reach another galaxy. Plus, the universe is ever-expanding, so it's still going to keep getting farther and farther and farther while you travel. That concept alone makes me so scared and sad and feel alone in the universe, honestly. It's like eventually we're going to be alone in the galaxy, except we're going to crash into Andromeda soon. Like sometimes next year, right? Yeah, like fucking next week, baby. All right, Juice. So you did, you said you did have an experience, uh, Gargantua. What kind of experience did you have? Yeah, so this is kind of a throwback. So I know we're talking about aliens and shit, but I do have to take it all the way back to another topic that we had talked about in an earlier episode. Hemorrhoids, actually. It goes back to hemorrhoids. So for the last couple of years, I've had some pretty serious issues with hemorrhoids. I had to go to, like, a fucking proctology exam where they put, like, the Navy SEAL fucking tube camera up your asshole and <laughs> all that shit. So it was pretty interesting. Did it feel good? Well, so so you don't actually uh, feel it because they put you down for it. Mm. Basically, like a adult male rhinoceros, they just injected me full of ketamine or some shit. Oh, and, uh, boy. <laughs> yeah, it was basically, I was like, I might just come and get a fucking proctology exam every weekend if this is what it's like. It's pretty dope. It was trippy as fuck. So you got K'd out and had something shoved up your ass? This sounds great. Right? <laughs> this sounds like a good Thursday in Las Cruces, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> no, but... So this experience is, is the first attempt I have at fixing my asshole. My asshole's basically been in pain for three years. And after about three years, I finally have insurance. So I decide to go and get it addressed. And I go into the doctors. And and so they actually go and they pull out. They, they do some like laser cutting or whatever the fuck it is. And they, they told me they remove like four polyps. So I guess I had polyps. Oh. I had something called polyps, which I guess is basically like little meat, meaty blood spots. It's wounds, basically. Wounds inside your intestinal tract. And so they were able to burn off all the polyps inside of my intestines. And I stopped having bleeding issues for a good while. Fast forward a couple months later, I was having severe, severe bleeding issues out of my ass. Like, my ass was in pain. I had severe hemorrhoid inflammation, which, if you've never had, it's just basically a vein in your butthole that gets so full of blood that it feels like pressure. It's just like, God, it wants to pop. And eventually it does pop. This is the natural way of things. Eventually it pops and there's blood everywhere. There's like so much blood coming out of your ass. So ladies, you know, I, maybe it doesn't happen to me every month, but I, I guess I can relate to you a little bit. Just the sight of a bowl full of blood beneath you. You bled out of the male version of a vagina, your butthole. My mussy was thoroughly blooded up. All jokes aside, dude, I'm fucking sorry you had to go through that. That's horrible. 
Yeah, yeah. I couldn't imagine. And I'm sure by this point, everyone's like, so who gives a fuck? What does that have to do with aliens? So what's really interesting is I started taking the supplements, uh, and they're they're called peppermint. Like, I don't know what the fuck. It's like IB Guard is what it's called. And it's basically like they took peppermint oil, and they magnified it by a thousand. They super concentrated the shit and put it in capsules. And I started taking this stuff, and it basically it, it seems like it fixed all my problems. Do you like, take that orally or up your ass? So IB Guard is a capsule, and it's delicious, and you take it up your ass. <laughs> 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 no, it's it's a it's a capsule. It's very pepperminty, and it's you pop it in your mouth. It's an oral medication. So it's just like some capsules that you pop that are super minty, and you you take them like Tylenol. Cut the part where he says he takes them like Tylenol. <laughs> Just leave it like he took it up his ass the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care. You can go ahead. Um, no, but so so you take this medication, and it actually really seemed to fix most of my problems. But what was interesting is right around the time I started taking that medication, it really did seem to make all my problems go away. But that was around the time when I got abducted by an alien. And it Real felt... Real quick, what, what do you mean? Like, were you awake or were you asleep or what? The experience was incredibly realistic. I was, I guess I was asleep, and it had to just be a dream, ultimately. But the way it felt was just so incredibly real that it couldn't have been anything other than this, like, incredible play. It was like watching a movie, but I was feeling and smelling and, and experiencing the sensations. It was very much like a lucid dream that we've described in the past, where I was very much aware of my body and my surroundings and what was going on. Mm-hmm. At the time, I was actually in San Francisco, and I was living. I was I was staying in a hotel room because I was actually starting a new job that's based out of San Francisco, and so the training was out there. And, and so, in my dream or my vision, I guess let's just say it was an experience. In my experience, I was in my bed, and when I stay in hotels, I sleep naked. That's my that's my style. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Oh, oh, damn. <laughs> so so I sleep naked in hotels. I sleep naked in general. Um, so you were in a hotel to... when this happened? So I was in a hotel in San Francisco. And okay. um, in the experience, I basically was in my bed. And all of a sudden, I was teleported and floating while laying down still above the hotel, above the harbor, above the bay. And I just kept floating upward. And I floated above the mountains and the sky. And I floated up into a beam of light and into... A spaceship. It was a fucking alien fucking flying saucer. I don't know. I The spaceship itself, I didn't see. All I saw was a beam of light above me. And I was absorbed up just like a cartoon. It was a tractor beam. It fucking pulled me up. I was laying down. And I was butt naked. And um, I get into the spacecraft itself. And it's... I, I'm trying to remember as much as I can right now, honestly. But, but it was very vivid. It felt real. I remember smelling and it smelled like... Sterile. It smelled like a hospital or something like that inside of that space. Really quick, were you scared at this moment? I remember being lucid. I remember thinking, like, this is possibly a dream. I guess I remember thinking, like, this can't be real. This is insane. Like It went against all logic. Yeah, yeah. I, I was in disbelief. I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? And also, I'm paralyzed, by the way, so you can't move oh. your body. You cannot move your body. You can move your eyes. So I can't even move my head to look around, but I can move my eyes and whatever I see peripherally. And there are beings walking around and they're alien type creatures, I guess. I'm trying to even visualize what they look like. And all I can tell you is that they look kind of like smooth and kind of maybe octopus like. Octopus like. Humanoid and octopus hybrid. Are they like the standard gray aliens? 
No, they're fucking like no, they're they were like kind of darker complected, I guess, like purplish maybe. I don't know. What the fuck? And they're very much like humanoid octopoids. I guess they walk around kind of like humans, but they're very octopus hybrid humans. And um, these creatures basically, they were they were talking to me without saying words, but I felt the words in my soul. And it was basically telepathy from what I could gather. Neuralink. It was Neuralink. So. What did they tell you? So first they, they told me that they were using me to research. They said they were trying to learn. So they said, do not be afraid. We are trying to learn. And they wanted to reassure me that they weren't going to hurt me. And it was basically like as if humans had went and captured a fox and they were going to put a tag on it so they could track it. You know what yeah, I mean? I yeah, was yeah. like, I was a wild fucking ape that they had caught. And they were like, it's okay, little buddy. It's okay. And and I felt comfortable. I felt like I could sense from them that there was no malicious intent. I could feel the energy that I was safe. And I instantly felt calm. And I don't know if they were doing some Jedi mind trick shit on me or what, but I felt Damn. calm. And I felt peaceful and I felt safe. And one of them told me, one of them actually, so so they're actually putting all kinds of probes on my body. And by that, I mean, there's like these little, I don't know, little things they're putting on my body. It's like little metal poles and stuff that they're touching to my skin. And they, I guess they're scanners and electrodes. I don't know. They're basically like doing research on my body and my biophysical makeup. And one of them walks up and they're like, something is wrong. Like they like kind of point to my stomach and they're like, something's wrong. Like you have something wrong with you. And they're like, we're gonna fix it, but don't be afraid. <laughs> I was like, what the and, and, fuck? And and so I could feel that they were gonna do something. There's like basically it was like there was gonna be a surgery of some kind. And so they're all like moving around. They're all like preparing, and they kind of all clear the way. And the machine pulls me up onto like basically it's like a surgical table, and there's a bright light above my face. And there's like a fucking camera tube thing. Basically, it kind of looks like the tentacle porn tentacle shit. It's basically a camera thing. And it reminds me a little bit of the camera thing from the uh, the proctology exam, to be honest with you, but it's much more futuristic. What the fuck, dude? They put that shit in my ass, and it, it's didn't you they like laser laser your like fucking hemorrhoids away? So the uh, camera tentacle arm thing, it's ultra thin, by the way. It's like it's the thinnest thing you could possibly imagine. It's almost like a strand of hair. Nanotechnology. So this tentacle thing I'm describing to you, it's about a strand of hair thick. It's like an ultra thin thing, but I could see that it's like moving around and it seems to be like sentient almost. It's moving like with such grace. And this thing goes up my ass and I can see on the screen an image and it's inside of my body. And I could see, see that it was like shooting laser things at, at, on sides of the walls and like healing out. I don't know. It was doing shit inside of there. And I could feel that it had healed me. So I kind of go through this this surgical procedure, I guess, and they tell me, we're going to return you back home. I remember like a bright white light, and then all of a sudden I wake up in my bed, and it's probably like four in the morning, and I'm sweating, and I'm in my bed, and I'm naked, of course, and I'm actually awake now. I'm in the real world, or whatever you want to call this fucking simulation. <laughs> Damn. So I'm, I'm awake in my bed, I'm naked, I'm like sweating, I'm like, what the fuck? But... The previous four days, my ass had been in agony, and all of a sudden, my ass is, like, feeling, like, minty fresh and tingly, like, totally fine. It felt different at that moment? It felt anesthetized, almost, like someone had fucking anesthetized my anus or something. <laughs> oh, my God. The next day, I had a full day of totally comfortable shits. I took shits, and it didn't hurt, which was, for me, a miracle. To take a shit that didn't agonize agonizingly painful was a miracle 
And well, you you also told me the story about it the day after it happened, and you you sound super convinced that it was real. I felt like it was real, and I think that it just coincided with me taking that medication. The medication worked, and it was probably just a crazy dream. But but just the way that everything lined up, it felt so convincing, you know. Hell yeah, that's crazy. Prior to this, you were having issues for years, right? Three years worth of blood, butt, and pain, painful shits. And just like that, it's fixed. It's done. And guess what? To this day, I have not had one single problem with my anus. Oh my fucking god, dude. You were abducted by aliens. I was abducted by aliens and they cured my butthole. Oh my god. You got butt fucked by aliens, dude. And it was worth it, man. Wow. Yeah, I remember it, it was definitely not not unpleasant and not traumatizing, and it definitely wasn't rapey or sexual at all. It was definitely a medical vibe, you know? That's amazing. Very much felt like I was a cow that got <laughs> tagged or some shit. Yeah, you're just kind of like, bro, what the fuck, and just went back to living your life normally. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Well, yeah, and think about it. That's what scientists do. That's what marine biologists do. It's like they find a turtle that's all fucked off in a net. They cut the net. They free the turtle. And they fucking wash their hands of it. The turtle goes back to its turtle family and is like, bro, I got abducted. Like this fucking crazy monkey beast floated from the heavens and saved me from a demon snare. <laughs> That's fucking phenomenal. I'm glad to hear you're doing better. That's great. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm a new man. My asshole is magnificently fresh. I got to see it myself. <laughs> no, it's still got some meat hanging out from the uh, warfare of the past. From the trauma. <laughs> they didn't patch up all the uh, craters. Catch that link on Patreon. <laughs> if you want to see a picture. That's my only fan. Close-up picture. Yeah. This is a now now we, we owe them a lot of fucking close-ups, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Ryan promised him his balls or something. <laughs> you got to give them a good shot, Paradox. You got to give them that taint shot. I, I told them they had to pay for my private snap for that one. Only fans. <laughs> was that okay, you so i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie that story that you just told us it was a little spooky so i want to you know um get into a more light-hearted topic gentlemen have you ever heard of cbt cbd nope you can't smoke this shit Ooh, no i haven't heard that man cbt is it a disease Ah, you know what? You could almost classify it as a disease with how sick this shit is. Take a guess at what it stands for. Combat-based thoughts. Ooh, I like that, but no. Ronnie, what's your guess? Chronic bloody testicles. Really? Not really, but it's close. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) CBT stands for cock and ball torture. Oh, fuck. Cock and ball what? Torture. Torture? <laughs> oh, so I wasn't far off, yeah. You were, you were pretty damn close. So I got a little segment that I want to go over with you fellows that I learned about this last week. I just had to share it with our lovely listeners. I learned about this via Howard Stern. Okay, so listen to this, fellas. There exists a private gathering called Ball Bash. It's ran by a dominatrix named Ivory Mistress J, and she's an absolute expert. She knows just how far to push it without killing you. 
that's really like an art, isn't it? It's like you gotta dance the edge, baby. You can kill someone easily by choking them to the wrong way, you know? Yeah. Like she's a master. She's like a Jedi of CBT. So you're basically referring to like the guys who get like kicked in the nuts over and over again? For Pretty like much. Um at Ball Bash, some of the activities include squeezing, kicking, kneeing, slapping, and so much more. They even have a device called the ball crusher. Are we slapping balls only or are they slapping shafts as well? You know, it mostly focuses on balls, hence the name ball bash. But, you know, there is some shaft play as well. I'm trying to get my shaft slapped. It's also a potluck, dude, with all sorts of food shaped like dicks. So if you're hungry, dig in. There's something for everybody. That's why I don't eat hot dogs. And that kind of throws me off, though, because, I mean, if you're going to an event like CBT, the last thing you're fucking thinking about is food, right? Not necessarily. Yeah, maybe not. Some people like to fuck while they're eating. Have you heard of that? (laughs) Have you heard of feeders? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, dude. That's shit. And I kind of imagine, like, maybe, you know, you're late to ball bash and you forget to eat and you pull up (laughs) and, you know, there's a dick-shaped meal there. So it's like, might as well eat real quick before I get my balls whacked. It's good to have a dick-shaped Lunchables handy. <laughs> dick-shaped Lunchables? <laughs> Me and Tim have actually talked about this before. We were like, dude, what do you think would happen if you went onto a diet that was nothing but um, follicle-shaped items to eat, like bananas and hot dogs and <laughs> cucumbers and <laughs> Summer sausage. I feel like that'd be like the gayest diet ever. Hey, dude, you want a burger? I can't, dude. It's, it's flat and round. I need something elongated. Miss me with that bullshit. <laughs> Before the festivities began, Ivory put on a seminar on what the guys can and can't do. For example, no sticking your balls into a meat grinder. No giving the balls the people's elbow, a move made famous by world-renowned wrestler The Rock. Um, She also had to urge the guests to not pop their balls, as sexy as it seemed to some. Wow, not to pop their balls? Yes. How disrespectful to the culture. That's bullshit what's the point it fucking turns them on dude i don't know fuck them no i mean what's the point of banning that you know, like what's the point of the convention if you can't pop your balls true true we'll actually have to write ivory ourselves and figure out what's up with that bullshit uh. um also she finished off the seminar by warning the older fellas on signs of cardiac arrest since as you may guess getting your fucking balls clobbered may lead to a heart attack I would have never imagined. <laughs> God. And, and I'm telling you, this is a completely real thing that is going on in our lovely country right now. Well, maybe not right now with the whole COVID thing, but you know what I mean? Do you think that it's a, it's a risk if someone stomps your nuts to spread COVID? Yeah, because, yeah, you're going to be screaming at the top of your fucking lungs and fucking... Um... The screamer is a high spread rate risk for sure, you're right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. On to the fun now, shall we? Ivory... <laughs> She has a basement that has three separate dungeons for ball torture. I mean, this lady is serious. The first person they spoke to loves needles. So naturally, he wanted one in his ball deep into his testicle. (laughs) Upon doing so, Ivory was greeted with a little geyser of clear liquid that shot out, and he loved it. What the fuck? I feel like this has to be a mental illness. What type of liquid was it? Uh, I don't know, dude. Like, I'm not happy. I don't know. 
Another guy got his balls shocked by electricity via the violent wand, a device made specifically for torturing pork dumplings. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. By pork dumplings, are you being artistic? <laughs> artistic. I'm being artistic, yeah, his balls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought you meant they wanted to actually torment pork dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> Some even used a cattle prod, since to them, the violent wand is some pussy shit. A select few liked having weights hung on their meat kiwis, up to 15 pounds. That's not that impressive, dog. One guy got fancy with it, though. He had his cock and balls tied up, and he pulled a wagon with a person on it around an arena at a pony show. Now we're talking, that's fucking legendary. Right? He described it as, and I quote, heavy. Does he have, like, a um, callus on that shit? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen pictures, thankfully. You've seen Elephant Man, right? Like, his fucking, like, scaled-ass fucking cock and balls? Uh, is there only one Elephant Man? Well, no, there's multiple, I'm sure. Oh, yes! There's, like, a guy with elephantias on his balls. Yes. I was gonna say, you're, you're mistaken. Elephant Man is a whole different thing. Elephantitis is when they have giant nut sex. Elephantiasis balls. <laughs> Just Google that, everyone. Elephantiasis balls. You'll fucking have a horrific time. Another guy wanted his balls severely burned as he had a fascination with fire. So going back to your uh, little story about you fucking up your balls, Gilgamesh in the uh, Navy, you lived out one of his fantasies there, you lucky piece of shit. My balls were actually huge after uh, acid bathing them. I basically did an acid uh, skin lift on accident. I fucking burned all the skin off my nutsack with that fucking detergent. You would have been the center of attention at Ball Bash. <laughs> Big purple wet nuts that were just raw meat. Some guys wanted to go as far as to be castrated. Fuck. But that goes against the rules because, well, you need balls for Ball Bash, duh. Yeah, if you lose your balls, you can't come next year. Yeah, but that'll be like the ultimate feeling, I guess. I'm trying to relate to these sick fucks. Wait, does that mean ladies aren't welcome to ball bash? No ladies allowed. What? This one's for the bros. Br -br -br bro time. I even have some audio footage for you guys. God damn it. So I'm going to send it. I'm going to put it in the discord. and I'm also going to put it on the pod pod. And um, I want you guys to hear this first and tell me what you think. Here's Ivory bitch slapping someone's kangaroo apples. Thank you, 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 thank you. Ah, ah, yes, thank you, thank you, my mistress, thank you, my mistress. Again, my mistress, thank you, my mistress, thank you, my mistress, again, my mistress, thank you, thank you. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with it. It just sounds like he was very grateful for He reminds me of the Arby's guy. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the the weird Arby's interview guy? I don't know what you're talking about. Yes! Oh my god, dude. I'm going to show you the weird Arby's guy, and I want you to drop that audio clip after. What do you think of that, Ronnie? <laughs> I think he's slapping his balls right now. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he said he didn't see anything wrong with it. Um, oh. Check that one out and tell me if you don't 
See what I'm saying? He sounds just like the Arby's weird guy. I thought perhaps the end of days was upon us, but it turned out it was just a disoriented old lady in a champagne-colored Toyota Avalon crashing into my world like DMB circa 1996. Who's got their claws in you, my friend? Into your heart, I'll beat again. Oh, you're right. Is it the Arby's weird guy getting his balls? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I think you are on to something. <laughs> It's the weird Arby's guy on YouTube who's getting his ball slapped if you guys want the video to match. Anyway, um, on to the, uh, to the CBT. Sadly, someone eventually got injured. He broke a blood vessel in his wiener because of the vigorous impact attention it received. Needless to say, there was a moment of silence at the event. We here at Planet Paradox would like to wish him a speedy recovery and uh, hope his pork sword is doing better to this day. I really hope he gets that sack back on track. Okay, Ronnie left. We'll have to wait for him to come back. Where's fucking baby pork sword? Are you there, Ronnie? Spank my balls, Ronnie. Ronnie, lick my ball too, Ronnie. Right, spank my balls, buckaroo. We only need your internet to last for two more minutes. Literally. Stupid. Schmooper boy. Get your schmooper off the rocks. Fuck. All right, well, I'm going to continue anyway. Ready? He's going to have to come over to my house to podcast, I think. That's going to have to be the deal, yeah. All right. Lastly, they spoke to a guy who hello, wanted hello. to eat. There he yes. is. What's up, Ronnie? Is there anybody out there? Welcome home. I okay. missed you bad. I'm not funny Anybody without you here. Home. Yeah, it's it's weird with just me and Yeah, nobody's going to like Ryan. that shit. So, uh, I know you said that was pretty regular, Ronnie. Give me a more in-depth idea on how you feel about that clip I just sent you. Who's got their claws in you, my friend? God damn oh, no. He said, oh, he, text, he texted me and yep. he said, our internet died. Oh. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, looks like Ronnie Pooh decided to uh, fuck off. So we're going to finish off this segment really quick with just me and Gilgamesh. Um, all right, Gilgamesh, you ready? I guess, man. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, they spoke to a guy who wanted to eat a woman's shit. Here's the audio for that. I've done golden showers. I've never done brown showers. Eating the woman's shit. Is it something you'd like to try? I would like to try. What about eating a woman's shit kind of turns you on? The pleasure, the smell, the aroma. I don't want loose. I want it to be firm, and uh, oh. I want her to enjoy oh. not putting it into a toilet, but putting it into my mouth. So he wants a solid log dropped on his face. All he wants in life. He said, I don't want it soft. I want it firm. I want it to drop on me. <laughs> So this is a, just a gentleman. Look, so uh, Sigmund Freud talks about how there's a fecal fixation that you have to get past when you're like two or three years old. And it's basically the issue of you got to get potty trained. You got to learn how to wipe your own ass. And mm -hmm. mama got to stop wiping your ass or else you become like basically a psychopath. Your mom can't keep wiping your ass past like a certain age or you're mentally fucked. Damn. If you don't get past that phase mentally, it really fucks you up for life. Like you, you became anally fixated. They they're become obsessed about poo poo, doo doo, caca, and butthole. Wow, it's a sickness essentially, it's a mental health issue. 
and this this gentleman here, I don't know if he's necessary. You know, you can't lump everyone in the same fucking basket. Some people just like to eat doo doo. Mm-hmm. Some people just like the texture and the warm sensation. That smooth, creamy texture. You know, who knows? All I'm saying is it's dangerous because your own poop is actually pretty safe, apparently. Like, according to most sources that I can find, your own dookie is actually pretty safe for you to consume. It's not good. You probably still shouldn't do it, but it's safe. It's not going to hurt you. Now, you start consuming someone else's duty, they have a different fucking set of bacteria growing inside of them, and that shit's going to wreak havoc on your bitch ass, literally. That's such a special feeling, knowing that we could eat our own shit, you know what I mean? That's something only you can share with yourself. And then share it with someone else that's bad for them. Ah, if that doesn't leave a bad taste in your mouth, I don't know what will. But uh, there is a grand finale to Ball Bash. It involved a man who was suspended from the ceiling by his jizzberries. It was a spectacle to behold. Unfortunately, his balls ripped and he fell. Mission failed. We'll get him next time. <laughs> he was embarrassed. That was the grand finale of the uh, festival, or did they just keep going after that? <laughs> I think it was over after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, we got to cancel that. All right, guys, let's go home. Uh, can you guess? The race of most of these fellas? They have to be old white men, right? Abso-fucking-lutely, right on the dot. It doesn't seem like a very diverse culture, you know? This is what you call making America great again. I want to see more diversity in the cock and balls torture scene. There's only one thing missing, and it's you. <laughs> Join me, my Latinx brothers, to uh, come to the next cock and ball torture festival. See you guys there. So yeah, that's DBT. I wanted to get it across you guys. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I know you wanted to get into the epic of Gilgamesh today, but we need Rani Poo for such an epic grind. So um, I think we're going to go ahead and we are going to end the episode now. Are there any last words you would like to leave our listeners with, Gilgamesh? Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, 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 thank you. For listening to Planet Paradox. <laughs>